Welcome to the Rooted Deep Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Vaughn Jr. And I am your co-host, Paula Chang. We're really excited that you joined us here for fresh new content each and every week where we get to share not only the stuff that we're learning, but we also get to help you learn new things. Each and every week we pick a book and we talk about some topics from that book and talk about how not only it's helped us enhance our lives, but how it could also help you enhance your life so that you get to be the person you're meant to be and reach your potential. We hope that you are able to receive not only what you wanted to get from this, but we also get to help somebody else's life change. So give this like, share, subscribe, share it out to your friends. Just help everybody know that they too can enhance their lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. It's your boy, co-host Paul Ching, and uh, I am joined by the one, the only, there's probably a copyright lawsuit just coming our way, the Bayesian sensation. Oh, man. Mister. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. We're going we're gonna to catch a word from E.T. and Associates. Mr. Carl Bourne Jr. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, that's wild. The other guy's name is, is Carl too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just that's definitely a lawsuit. <laughs> I actually I actually have his cell phone number. Where? So, so if it came down to it, I'm gonna just text him like, bro, yo, it's, no no need to sue. You can have the name, bro. <laughs> you keep it. Nah, but yeah. Look, for those of y'all that have been rocking with us, riding with us. So far, uh, thank you so very much. Look, uh, we love we love digging into this book. We love the fact that John took time to write all these lessons, man. Because um, a lot of them, I think, we tend to just ignore and pass over because it's just everyday common sense. But, you know, it's, it, it makes a difference when all this stuff is written down. So for us to get a chance to dive and read and just learn from it, you know, um, it is invaluable. And the fact that y'all are doing it with us, uh, coming along for the ride, we really appreciate that. Yes, sir. Man, what was it? I don't know if you want to do a quick update of where you are in your life. You want to jump right into it. The choice is yours. It is our podcast. We can do what we want. Um, uh, quick update, guys. Um, still in PT school. I'm tired every day. And but I'm alive though, so <laughs> I won't really complain. But still in PT school, I am in for new listeners. I am in my second trimester at the University of St. Augustine down in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. And we have eight trimesters, technically, really six on campus, and seven and eight is when you go on your clinical rotations. So, currently in trimester two. I'm looking forward actually uh, to getting to trimester four because that is my trimester when I finally get my white coat. So that's that's where I am right now. And uh, yeah, life is life is good. I can't complain. I'm just always studying. Uh, life update on my part. <clears throat> still in school, still for some reason, trying to go to PT school. Uh, everything's done it's exciting i'm actually looking forward to it i on a personal level i've been i've been really honestly looking forward to it just because 
to get the opportunity to do something that you know you're called to do is phenomenal. And to have the example of Carl, to have the example of a couple of my other friends who are in it right now, who have been through it, man, it makes it a lot easier. For, for those of y'all who are trying to become physical therapists, hit up your boy. And by boy, I mean Carl. Don't hit me up. I can only tell you how to pull up an application. I can't tell you what it's like. But um, no, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where we are, personality, personal wise. Um, other than that, man, things are good. Uh, you know, funny, funny, funny fact. I had somebody try to talk me out of becoming a PT, but that's not for now. I'm gonna have to go into that next time because I want to see what 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 y'all think. Because I was upset. I went on a rant on Facebook, but I was upset. I could not believe it. It's, it's it's crazy the things that people are not accustomed to and it scares them so that they try to push their fears on you as rejection or shutting things down because they are too scared to try. But that's not for now. Today, we're talking about what John wrote about, which are intangible forces. So we've been reading the book, The Wealthy Gardener. Uh, Life Lessons on Prosperity Between Father and Son. And it's just a bunch of lessons that he wrote uh, between him and he'd like email them to his son while he was in school. They'd talk about it, present some arguments, and then he wrote them all down in this book, The Wealthy Gardener. So this section being intangible forces, and I'm just going to go ahead and get this started. He defined intangible as unable to be touched or grasped, not having physical presence, right? Intangible, unable to be touched or grasped not having physical presence yo carl do you have any intangible things in your life things that you look at and you're just like yo i can't no matter what i do it just cannot come into my being my reality my space million dollars million dollars no legit wealth that my my degree, you know, finally being a, a doctor of physical therapy uh, and just some other milestones and, and accomplishments that I want to reach uh, right now are intangible. And the crazy thing about when I was reading this chapter is I was very, very impressed with the imagery honestly in this entire book I've been very impressed with the imagery that um John has been using with the with the gardener and for this chapter I know it was uh the imagery that stood out to me was the acorn acorn um when he when the gardener was basically talking about the fact that that acorn has just been sitting on his desk for however many years and there's so much potential in it that if he was to go plant it somewhere you know and it gets the right nutrients and amount of water and everything it would blossom into a tree that produces more acorns and I don't know it just kind of convicted me at the fact that a lot of the time these things that are intangible to us, these goals we have that we haven't reached yet or uh, a certain amount of money that you want to make that you haven't been able to get there yet um, or even relationships, you know, the wife or the husband, you know, of your future that you haven't met yet, you know, or you haven't gotten to that point yet or the children that you want to have that 
you know, right now they're just, they're just a thought, you know, they're just a part of your imagination. And I think this intangible forces chapter is so important because I think a lot of people forget the fact that everything starts in your imagination. Mm. You know, every thought that turns into an action or deed that turns into, you know, an outcome it came from, from a thought, you know, it came from something that you may not necessarily have been able to see at that point in time, but because of your, because of your thoughts, because of your wavelength of thinking, you were able to start acting on it. And eventually you were able to make whatever it is come into fruition. Uh, but yes, there, there are a lot of things that right now are intangible forces for me. And, you know, they're just in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. being Dr. Carl Bourne, that's just in my mind right now because I'm, I'm not done. Cool. Uh, I still have, you know, trimesters of school left to go mm-hmm. and, internships and everything that I have to accomplish before I, you know, have that title. So yes, to answer your question, there definitely are some intangible forces in my life. Yeah. Let me, let me talk about this really quickly. Um, so in the book, and I actually want to hit that point you said about, about money, right? Cause I know a lot of us, man, money ain't everything, but it's something. So in the book, he talks about how, one of these guys, he's at a garden party. He's having a garden party at his house. And he meets an old friend, Jared. Jared's been there for a grip. Um, they haven't seen each other in a while. So he sits him down in his office and he says, you know, how's it going? Jared's talking about, well, I just got a management position um, at the place I'm working at now. Now, Jared used to be a completely well-paid engineer. But, you know, due to some things, he lost his job. So Gardner asked him, well, I mean, how's that going? He's like, well, it's great, you know? I just, I started working there and within weeks I got promoted to being in charge of such and such. And he's like, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I really haven't had time to, to go out and find new engineering jobs. Right. And to me, this, this hits it because the next thing he said is you are at a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Right. And what that meant was for a lot of us, let me put on the lecture hat for a lot of us, we tend to be at a dangerous place without even realizing it. As a matter of fact, we probably prefer to be in this dangerous spot the gardener was talking about versus being in a place that's not dangerous. What I mean by that, that dangerous place is comfort. That dangerous place is where things, you don't rock the boat. That's where there is no risk. You can't lose. There's no opportunity where it's almost like you have guarantees all the time. The problem with those guarantees is they are so minimal that they do not actually give the opportunity to grow into and fully express who you're supposed to be. And I think I mentioned this on the last episode. For me, on a personal level, man, one of my nightmares is if I get to heaven's gates one day and (laughs) I I get a picture of the person I could have been, and if I'm nowhere near that, what? Right. Because for a lot of us, we tend to think that success begins when you accomplish a title or we accomplish a certain set amount. We do this. We do that. And because we're like, well, I've done this. I must be on the path. We actually become comfortable and okay with mediocrity because things are good. 
right? Life is okay. I don't want to rock. I don't want to push. I don't want to challenge. Things are all right. And that's where the gardener was talking about that acorn, right? He said for 10 years, he's been looking at this acorn sit on his desk. The problem is the acorn has a lot of potential. Like us, we all have a lot of potential, right? Every single person on the face of this earth has a lot of potential. But unless we put ourselves, right? Because acorn is comfortable. It's not growing, but it's not dying. It's not getting wet. It's not drying up. It's just sitting on the desk. That acorn probably, was probably more privileged than a lot of us humans because it has nothing to worry about. But the thing is, if the acorn gets put into the dirt and gets you know, topped off with a manure, it's going to grow into a giant oak tree. But the thing is, it has to go to a couple of things first before even growing into the tree, right? It's got to grow some roots to create a solid foundation. It's got to break through the ground and go up into the air and fight gravity and forces and normal forces and all that stuff we're learning in physics. But there's a lot of things it has to do to become the oak tree. But if it chooses to remain as an acorn, it ain't really got nothing but potential. Potential's never paid the bills. Potential has never changed the world. Potential has never, you know, created an airplane. The, the, the way people were able to do a lot of these phenomenal things that we love to see, and hear me on this one, we love to see phenomenal things, but a lot of us never want to do the things that requires to, to do the phenomenal things. Not do the phenomenal, everybody wants to do something phenomenal, but a lot of people don't want to do the stuff it requires right? And so I'll, I'll reference, uh, who, let's pick somebody, Lizzo, right? The flute player, right? To a lot of people, Lizzo, to me, even Lizzo popped out of nowhere, right? Just popped out of nowhere. I'm like, all right, she got this, she got this hit, everything's going on. But I actually went to the YouTube and I started looking and she's got all these videos of her playing the flute, all these things of her putting in work and growing and not staying in a comfortable spot so that when she does blow up, just saw her in a movie. Now, mind you, Carl, a month ago, I heard her song. Yesterday, I'm seeing her in a movie. She's doing phenomenal things. She's growing into her potential. But peep this, has she not done the things that we you know, call sacrifice? Because a lot of people need to hear that. Has she not done the things that require the sacrifice? Has she not done the things that would put her in the place? Had last night you were up studying till four. If you weren't doing the things that required the required of you, well, the day you get your white coat, the day you walk across that stage, the day they put on that, I want to call it a satch. I don't know what it's called, but around your neck, you know, and the day that you put on the three stripe robe, none of that is possible unless you got nice like last night. None of that is possible unless you you got the stress of like thinking, well, this is happening. But you can't have the victories unless you have the stress. And a lot of people never want to have that because it's too hard. So they'd rather, peep this, they'd rather stay in comfort and they'd rather say, okay, well, you know what? I can sit at a mid-level management spot for the rest of my life and that's cool because things are well. Things are okay. I don't have to rock the boat. I don't have to put on too much work. I don't have to require of myself what others require of me if I was to put myself and start proclaiming I want to have this, this, and that. For me, in the book, it, it hit well because he started thinking about these intangible forces, right? And these intangible forces, bro, we've seen it time and time again. 
you start asking yourself, how are like these amazing things happening to these people? One, I'm a firm believer in that life will work out for you if you put yourself in the position for it to work out. Miracles happen as long as there's capacity for the miracle. So it's like taking a glass and you pour water. So say you have a glass, you want some clean water, but you filled it up with some mud, right? To the brim. And you start pouring water. What's going to happen to the water? It's just going to spill out. It's not going to fill the cup. It's going to spill out. It's the same thing. These intangible forces are us pulling away the mud, digging it out, washing it out, so that now the room is there. And so if now you've got a bucket of water, a hose, you're digging into a river, all these things can fill it. But first, you got to create space for that intangible force to take work. And what happens is, the more work you put in, the more capable you become of doing actually bigger actions. For those people who don't believe in, you know, God, they don't believe in the universe working out for you. Well, it's also a proven fact that you put in work, things happen. You go to the gym and you do enough curls, your muscles get bigger. Your muscles get bigger, you get stronger. You start running more, you get healthy, you get healthy, you live longer. So I think in the phase of intangible forces that's how it should work because it can't happen unless you want it to happen and that's where like and I know I'm ranting but I'm gonna close this one out but that's where for me like even the power of positive thinking has to come into play because if you don't even let yourself mentally start to think this can happen for me it'll never happen if you start thinking this is not possible it'll never come to And I think life also has a way of pushing you towards things you're destined to do if you fight it. Like the more you fight it, the more you get pushed to it. I'm living proof of that. I like that. Wow. All right, guys, we're just going to go ahead and end the podcast there. Um, (laughs) I got a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I think that, you know, Per usual, bro. I think you were pretty spot on. Uh, something that I that I was thinking about um, when I was just like reflecting on the chapter is the fact that I like how he tied not just intangible forces in terms of like the things we can't see. I like how when he spoke about intangible forces, it wasn't just based off of things that you can't see that are physical. And he also went to the dimension of something you hear, but you can't see in terms of when he spoke about hearing your inner voice and listening to your inner voice. And I know John referenced the fact that he had wanted, you know, like three months or so off from work just so he could work on the book and he didn't have that opportunity. Uh And he talked about the fact that basically a freak accident happened where he ended up like losing part of his pinky and he had to get rushed to the ER and his job actually told him he's going to have to stay out of work for three months. Uh And it's just crazy because he, he referenced the, the fact that we have to be able to 
to look at the positives, you know, out of every negative situation. Right. And the fact that, you know, his intuition, his, his inside voice, even God, you know, it was like nudging him towards taking that time off from work. Right. You know, and it wasn't until that freak accident happened that he was able to do that. And I think a lot of people, we, you know, regardless of what you believe in, you know, you have to believe there's something bigger than yourself. Oh, yeah. And if we can't agree on that, you have to believe that there's at least an inside voice that tells you, no, you shouldn't do this. Or, hey, this would be a great idea. Or, hey, why haven't you thought about trying this instead of that? And when you think about it, that's intangible forces at work right there. Because when I sit here and something tells me, for instance, even rewinding. So um, guys, last trimester, I was able to become the uh, SPTA advocacy chair, which is a student physical therapy association on my campus. And for me, that was something that when it was originally brought to my attention, I was like, I don't know if I'll have time. I don't know if, you know, if I really should do it. But there was like an inside voice. There was like this voice in my head and just kind of like this nudging of my spirit that was like, you need to run, you know, you need to go after this position. And I mean, it was a good thing that I listened to it because I ended up getting it. But I say that to say a lot of you are having the same type of things happen to you in your life. You have this intuition or this inner voice that it's like it's nudging you to make a certain decision or or do something that you might be putting off or, you know, you're scared of doing and you're not listening to it and you're not even realizing the power of intangible forces and the power of being able to realize even though you can't see something you know, it doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean it can't come into fruition. So I think that this chapter was just really tremendous in that aspect of addressing this topic, because I don't think it's something that we talk about enough. And I don't think it's something that we really do, you know, sit down and, and, and fully grasp the concept of of what an intangible force looks like, or how we can use that to our benefit. So I think I think one of the biggest takeaways for me and something that I would challenge our listeners to do is to at some point throughout this week, I want you to like really try to get in tune with yourself. And I want you to pay attention to those points in your day or in your week where you're faced with a decision. Mm. And your gut or God, you know, it is really just pulling on your heartstrings to go in a certain direction. And I want you to really harness that energy and follow, follow your heart, follow your intuition, follow what you think is really convicting you to go in whatever direction it may be for that decision. And I want you to start practicing, not just following what that voice says, but taking a second to actually listen and hear what's going on. You know, be in tune with yourself, listen to your to to yourself. Actually 
self-assess and analyze, you know, because I feel like by being more in tune with yourself and by being able to realize when intangible forces are at play, it allows you to be able to do some pretty amazing stuff. Right. If you're in the right set of mind and you're really listening. That's true. I don't have anything to add to that. You you hit it right on point. Um, I definitely agree. Listen to your inner voice and just find a way to tune in and just hear hear what your heart and your mind is telling you. Because at the end of the day, man, trusting your gut has brought people far. Being able to learn what's best for you has brought people far. And, you know, what's worked for us can definitely work for you as well. Um, other than that, yo, thank you again for coming along for the ride. It's always a pleasure. Uh, it is. I'll get a chance to hop on our busy schedules and just get to chat. And the fact that a bunch of y'all are completely okay with just hearing Carl and I talk about a book. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, man? <laughs> Listen, guys, as always, you know, we love you. We're super appreciative for um, you guys listening and, and sharing and commenting. Um, it really keeps us going because truth be told, me and Paul are human beings. And we are susceptible to error and prone to error and prone to not wanting to do things sometimes just out of human nature. Facts. But the the love and support that we, we get from you guys, you know, is what allows us to keep going. So, you know, continue showing support. If this is your first time listening, you know, subscribe share, comment, hit us up, anything. Um, you know, we love, we love the feedback. We love being able to interact with, with our listeners. And um, as always, guys, first you must know yourself. Then you can know who you are meant to be. Stay rooted. And we will see you on the next episode. Peace. We hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us this week. As we go forward, we just ask that you continue to share your thoughts with us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find us on our social platforms. If you have any questions, also feel free to ask them there as well. As we go into this next week, we hope that you guys are able to just take the lessons that we've shared today, the experiences that we've shared today, and apply them to your own life so that you too can be able to enhance your own personal experience. Don't forget to be the most vulnerable version of you and just remember that you do matter and you have a story to share as well. We'll see you guys next time.